Hi, I'm Tracy Dean with the U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development Command's Army Research Laboratory. Welcome to What We Learned Today, a podcast where we talk with Army scientists and engineers about the science and technology that will modernize the United States Army and make our soldiers stronger and safer. The Army's paying cold, hard cash for great ideas. In a program called XTech, the call is out for innovative small businesses to come up with technology solutions to help build the Army of the future. Over five such competitions, XTech has continued to bring new and innovative technologies to the Army. From one Maryland-based technology company called Syncopated Engineering, the competition led to a partnership to develop enhanced radio systems for soldiers. Today, I will be speaking to the founder and CEO of Syncopated Engineering, Jim Costable, and our own subject matter expert from the laboratory, Kelly Sherbondi. Gentlemen, welcome to what we learned today. Thanks, Tracy. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Looking forward to the opportunity. Great. So let's talk about the ARL Syncopated Union. How did this collaborative effort begin? This is Kelly. I'll give a start here. From my perspective and recollection, basically, we met uh, Jim through some of the outreach that the ARL corporate offices had. And uh, Jim contacted us for a possible uh, CRADA. That was the, the beginning of the early dating period, if you like, where we were trying to, to figure out how to get connected and how to make things happen. So for me, it was that early CRADA discussions and learning that they were just up the street and local and a lot of other good things that they had going on. So for me, that was the time frame that uh, started everything off. Nice. Jim? We actually initially met at the ARL Open Campus. And so we showed up, we were walking around and ran into Kelly's uh, booth and they were demonstrating some of the cognitive radar applications and it, it really aligned well with what we were doing, which was more on a radio perspective. And that kind of kicked it off that plus the, the common interest in software defined radio. That's kind of where we started and then right into the CRADAs and different working arrangements after that. When did you first hear about the X-Tech Search competition? So X-Tech Search, uh, we learned about, I guess the second one was ongoing. So we were in the third round and we became aware of it. And it seemed like just a fantastic opportunity for us to uh, to learn more about the Army and their needs and to uh, to get some of our capabilities out in front of them. Great. So the competition awards a sizable amount of prize money to top selected small businesses to spur further research and development and transition these technologies to the Army. So in addition to the allure of the prize money, what were some of the other motivating factors that led to your decision to participate in the X-Tech Search Challenge? Well, for us, the big thing was we had uh, an existing capability that was with the Marines, and they were uh, using it and enjoying it. And for us, we were trying to get in front of the Army better, right? So we were looking forward to better exposure to different groups and, and then really, really understanding deeply, more deeply, what they needed, because that's just critical. We have a capability, but we want to make sure we're building a capability that the Army wants, not what we want. And so that was the really motivating factor, was to get right out in front of both technical expertise and Army operational expertise to understand their needs. Okay, so let's further that conversation about the technology. What is the Mockingbird RF emulator technology? And why did you elect to lead with that particular technology for the challenge? Mockingbird is an RF signal and traffic emulator, and it aligned very, very well with one of the X-Tech search uh, capabilities, 
which was uh, machine learning for uh, RF spoofing. Our footprint, our, our Army footprint is very large. We're very visible in the space. And so what happens is uh, that's just a growing problem for us, right? And especially in forward deployed positions. So uh, the military is heavily reliant on comms. Our adversaries are getting more sophisticated in the ability to detect us. And that problem is not shrinking. It's growing, right? And so Mockingbird, what it does is it basically can emulate uh, existing RF emitters and it provides force protection by basically confusing the adversary at a fraction of a cost of the actual piece of equipment we're trying to emulate, like less than 1% of the actual cost of the piece of equipment we're trying to emulate. Perfect. This one's for you, Kelly. How does this technology complement or expand upon current research being conducted at the lab? One of the things I would say is that it's not just the technology. So for us, uh, the program that we have, which has been primarily a joint program with Air Force Research Laboratory funded by OSD, because again, on the Army side here, we were working hard for the radar. Yeah, I think what I'd add to that is, and this is ties into X Tech Search. When we were in X Tech Search, it was a heavy, heavy emphasis on dual-use technologies, right? And so, how, how do you take an emulator and turn it into something that's a commercial application? Well, it turns out that uh, as a piece of lab equipment, uh, you can use it to generate sophisticated RF scenes, and those sophisticated scenes are now we're using the as the source. Kelly's cognitive radar uh, efforts. So uh, now you're thinking about it as more of a lab-grade system as opposed to a uh, military-grade system, but we still make it rugged, which means you can still take it in the field, so you can do field tests with this out in the field, and it provides both that RF uh, scene generation and some basic spectrum analysis. Awesome. For Jim, so in addition to the Mockingbird RF emulator, are you able to tell us what syncopated engineering is working on now? Yeah, absolutely. So we are definitely extending the Mockingbird to to do a couple of different things. First is to build that lab grade version, uh, which is going to be a, a simpler uh, version that could be used in the lab. So that'll be a little bit more prolific, I think more volume in the market. And then also for the military, we have both the Marines and SOCOM have been interested in it. And we're adding some additional capabilities there, including more distributive and collaborative processing, so make it more conversational, uh, and adding remote control like Iridium. Um, beyond that, it's all based on our same sort of what we call Cielo cognitive radio platform, and we're currently using that to kind of launch two other capabilities. One we call Microbat, which is sort of a wireless cybersecurity and spectrum monitoring system. And the other one we call Hornet, which is more for counter UAS. So those are just a couple of other extensions on top of that. And then lastly, and this one's a very big one for us that we're excited about, is through SOCOM, we're working on an IoT application uh, that has to build both little IoT devices and an IoT gateway. And what's interesting about that is it's gonna get us into high volume, low cost production of these devices, which could play very well in the future if we wanted to go to the expendable version of a Mockingbird. Question for what's next? What is the expectation for the future of this technology? I believe you touched on that. What could it mean for the future army and the soldier? I think Jim covered it for, the technology that 
that they're doing was unique or specific to XTEX. But people may ask, well, why is that unique? Well, it's unique because all the funding that we're getting for this cognitive radar has been customer funded. So by customer, it's not mission money. It's funding from you know, someone who had to dig into their own pockets to fund it. So you know, that's, that's a harder road to, to go down than to try and get mission funding per se. And so because of that, the customer funding comes with a lot of uh, visibility and a lot of pressure, especially from the you know, environment that we're in today where there's not a lot of monies to go around. So to have syncopated a small company uh, from Maryland start off, as you heard earlier on, being interested in that outreach from ARL senior leadership to getting in on a CRADA. And then we're, we're funding Jim's uh, company to help us with our current cognitive radar uh, program and platform in regards to uh, the cognitive radar research that we've got ongoing. Kelly and I are, I, I would say, are kindred spirits in a lot of this stuff. We have to both find ways to, to get in front of new customers and rapidly bring capabilities. And, you know, I just didn't realize how common that was for someone like Kelly's group, right? I mean, they're doing this, all this state-of-the-art research, but they have to find a way to get it out through the broader army and they can't spend, you know, 40 years doing this. They have to try to get it out quickly. And so for us, that relationship has been amazing. We're right in there uh, talking to them on very state-of-the-art research, not only at ARL, but throughout all their university partners. And then our role is really helping them implement that on an actual research platform that we can get in the hands of the bigger army so they can evaluate it and uh, adopt it into their program. So it's been just an incredible journey for us. We're just learning at the speed of light and that rapid prototyping really, it's right up our alley. And it turns out that it aligns very well with all the things that Kelly and his team are trying to do. So you've answered the question, what's next for this collaboration? So what has your X-Tech experience been like, Jim? Oh, it's been fantastic. I mean, I think one of the first things that was important was, you know, when you're focusing on delivering something, you got your head down in the lab and you're really digging deep. Uh, and X-Tech Search gave us the ability to get our head out of the lab, get out, start talking to uh, customers like the Army, actually meeting a lot of people in the uh, business offices at the Army and collaborating throughout the rest of the X-Tech community, even with the, the other uh, companies in the cohort, and really refine your message, right? I mean, one of the biggest problems we had going in was we had a good capability, but we didn't know if we were solving the right problem, right? And when you start talking to Army people and you start telling them what your value proposition is and they come back and tell you what their actual needs are, you kind of keep refining that message and you keep refining what the capabilities of the system is. And so that alone has been just absolutely incredible for us. We've made significant changes and changed the direction of the product roadmap based on direct feedback from the Army. So that, number one, has been just absolutely fantastic. In addition to that, we met a lot of other people in the process through that journey, other companies, and we're working with them now. We're trying to collaborate with them right now, working with one company that makes enclosures with foam for some of our expendable things. We've talked to some of the battery companies, alternate PNT kind of companies. So that, that also has been fantastic. And then the connections have been great. And you realize that even though it's a very big army, it's a still a small world, right? Uh, our mentor for X-Tech Search was Dr. Uh, Matt Higgins. 
he knows and works with Kelly. And then we met people up at Aberdeen and got a second crate up there for Mockingbird. And they're very familiar with some of the work that we're doing down at uh, ARL and Adelphi. So, uh, and then it even, we even bumped into somebody through Kelly's work with RF SOC that ties back to our original ONR SBIR that started all this cognitive radio thing. So you realize real quickly that it's a small world and those uh, opportunities to, to connect the dots just have been just invaluable for us. You've been a very busy and popular man, I see. So let me ask you one last question on this. So overall, um, what do you believe has been the main benefits of X-Tech Search? And what would you encourage other companies who may be thinking about participating? Well, I highly encourage them to participate. Um, like I said, I think the main benefits were the fact that you get immediate and direct feedback on what you're trying to do. And if you listen, uh, you can capture that and you can make a better product that the warfighter wants. And then two, you get all these different connections and those connections are just incredibly powerful. Matter of fact, so much so that I have continued on and working with FedTech who worked on the X-Tech search and I've actually been mentoring some of the new companies in X-Tech Search as they come through. And so it's just an amazing opportunity for us. And uh, I highly encourage others to, to join in. Kelly Sherbondi, subject matter expert in DevCom ARL's RF signal processing and modeling branch. And Jim Costable, founder and CEO of Syncopated Engineering. Gentlemen, it's been an enlightening experience. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Thank you, Tracy. I appreciate it. Uh, I've always enjoyed working with, uh, with Kelly, and we're looking to a, a long and uh, prosperous continuing relationship. And uh, it's been a pleasure to have this podcast, my first podcast, so hopefully I didn't mess things uh, up too bad, but I'll have to talk to uh, other ARL staff so I don't get into trouble for, for getting you to say such kind words about me. But again, thanks very much, uh, Tracy and Jim. It's always a pleasure uh, working with everybody and, and had a good time. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us for what we learned today. In upcoming episodes, we will continue discussions about the underpinning research that will build the Army of the future. Please consider liking and subscribing. Science is a journey of discovery, and we're glad you're along for the ride. For the Army Research Lab, I'm Tracy Dean.